0: hey guys it's the princess of pro wrestling so cal val and you are listening to the wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle the whole ref and show
1: and now the wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle the whole ref and show Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of The Only Wrestling Podcast, calls it right down the middle. That's the whole ref and show. My name, by the way, is Perry Smith.
0: My name is Darren Beasley.
1: Darren Beasley, we meet again.
0: Ah, good to see you!
1: Good to see you as well. And uh, what are we talking about today on the show, Darren?
0: The first thing I'd like to talk about is the fact that this is the 70th time I have seen you in this particular setting
1: that's accurate we hit the 70s
0: episode 70 that sounds insane
1: it is that is that is insanity on a plate
0: it seems like not that long ago it was episode 1 and we were describing why we would do a podcast about wrestling and then next thing you know it just wow it snowballed really really quickly and uh, we've had a hell of a year, and now we're well into year two.
1: I know it's it's pretty crazy to think about. I like how like every few episodes, like wow, we're, wow, like like everything is a milestone to us now.
0: It kind of is, though. I mean. Hell, I, I, it's crazy. Uh, 30, 30 more episodes will be at episode one hundred, and that will be truly ridiculous.
1: Right, but thirty, I think that's. I mean, that's that that's that's a good half of a year, right? I mean, that's, yeah, that's
0: gonna take a while, but still,
1: right. We'll get there by the end of the year, and we'll have special guests galore.
0: Oh, special guests,
1: Pussy Life. Galore from the Bond series.
0: Is she still alive?
1: Uh, did I say galore? I meant uh, Gore. Carlina Gore will be on the show. Um, (laughs) maybe one day. Uh, so yeah, episode 70 and there are headlines out the wazoo, Darren, this, this wrestling world has gone headline crazy. Um, all kinds of wrestling headlines and a lot involving impact wrestling actually.
0: Yeah. How about impact back on the scene? Like this is going to be by far the most we've reported about impact wrestling in a long time and we're not even going to say a word about management
1: no for once Uh, but obviously that they are they are moving some stuff around uh after they they officially moved up north to uh, canada i guess they're kind of moving things around other people who want to go they don't like the direction the company's going or maybe the company doesn't like them around anymore maybe it reminds them too much of the impact of old don't really know that but Uh, We also got some new sightings over on WWE land, uh, a title change, uh, some very bad news for one of the Usos, and we have the very first person who is going into the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2018.
0: Oh snap, it's time to start talking about the WWE Hall of Fame again, here we are. Right on the cusp of the Royal Rumble, which is the beginning of the road to WrestleMania. And what is WrestleMania without the Hall of Fame ceremony? And uh, yeah, I'm excited to announce the entrant. And uh, then let the speculation begin. Let the speculation begin about who else will be going in. And let the raging begin about who will be
1: overlooked fingers crossed cindy lopper will go in this year maybe this will be her year darren
0: rage cindy lopper rage rage against the dying of the light
1: (laughs) you you heard it dear folks uh so i guess we should probably start from the beginning let's tackle some of these headlines so the very first thing we got to talk about is, of course, our Royal Rumble Contest. Our second annual Royal Rumble Contest. Darren, have you joined? You can't, so don't, but... <laughs> well, I, I did, so am
0: I, am I disqualified? Yes. It's a no-DQ, no match.
1: It's a no-DQ, but probably the host should not get involved in the Royal Rumble Contest. Uh, that's right, guys, uh, the deadline is vastly approaching... You have until Saturday the 20th to send us a Gmail at at gmail.com. T-H-E-W-H-O-L-E-R-E-F-N-S-H-O-W at gmail.com, subject, Royal Rumble Contest. Need your name, need your social media handle, where you're from, a brief introduction, and a picture, and uh, get those submissions in, guys. We are down to the wire. We have quite a few people in this thing already, uh, but we'd love to get some more people involved, and we'll put their names in the tumbler, and maybe you, yes, you, dear listener, can be involved in our second annual Royal Rumble Contest, which is, by the way, uh, we get 30 dear listeners together. We give you all randomly selected numbers. We are going to announce those numbers on next week's episode, which is the episode going into Royal Rumble weekend. Depending on which number you end up with, that is the participant that is the entrant in the actual Royal Rumble. So if you draw number one and Roman Reigns is number one, if Roman Reigns wins the Royal Rumble, you win the Royal Rumble. And I hope to God that Reigns does not win the Royal Rumble. But uh, if <laughs> that doesn't mean that I don't hope our 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 number one person doesn't win. I got nothing against that person, whoever he or she may be. <laughs> it's just a uh, Roman Reigns. Um, so yeah. So get involved, guys. Again, send us that information. 20th is your deadline. We'll notify all the participants via email. And like I said, we will assign those numbers on the next episode of the Whole Ref and Show, the only wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle.
0: That's the one. That's the one.
1: It's the only one that I am concerned with at the moment.
0: Impact Wrestling wants your attention, and they're going to get it some way. And this week, the way they're going to get it is just... News, 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 ticker, ticker, news, ticker. Who's leaving? Who's coming? Who's going? What's happening? What's happening with these belts? Who's in the impact zone? And who is leaving it behind? Well, first of all, let's report on Austin Aries. The man WWE could not find anything to do with other than a banana. Austin (laughs) Aries... Is the new Impact Wrestling Global Champion? Not only is he the Global Champion, I think he's also carrying around that Grand Championship belt, that weird like round-based wrestling title that uh, I think uh, who was it? Aaron Rex, artist formerly known as Damien Sandal. So I think the only person I was aware of that held that belt, and uh, in his pre-Liberace gimmick days. But anyway. Austin Aries walking around. I think he's carrying, actually, I think he's carrying around five belts. I don't have any idea what the other three even might be. So probably some belts from the independent scene. I know Impact is, right now, they're being really groovy with, like, uh, you know, cooperating with uh, all of their roster being uh, very much heavily uh, indie involved
1: Right. Well, I'm I'm just glad that with this new regime taking over at Impact Wrestling that it's not business as always, you know, it's it's not uh, you know, WWE guy gets fired or quits and then jumps ship over to Impact Wrestling and just becomes their grand champion. Oh no, it's still that. It's still that. <laughs> what who? What? No. No. no.
0: Uh, I mean, I don't know, I, I your, your point is super, totally, 110% valid, it really is, but, I mean, what else are you going to do? I mean... <laughs> uh,
1: I, build up the people in your organization that have been there loyally for years and years they, and they, years? Those people aren't there
0: anymore, all of the people that actually fit that description, somehow are all either retired or in WWE. Like, the people you never, ever thought ever would be in WWE, like AJ Styles and Samoa Joe and Bobby Roode, there they are. They're all title holders in WWE. Like, it's a bizarro world. But your your point is valid. Um, uh, Austin Aries, you know, I mean, Austin Aries really, outside of Ring of Honor, sort of made his biggest splash in that company uh, under a different name so with with Aries, it's more of a like uh, of like a homecoming I think you know your, your point is valid but at, honestly at this point unless you elevate somebody from the indie scene you bring them in and hot shot them right to the top of the impact you don't have any other option other than to take WWE castoffs and continue to do what you're doing.
1: Well, they're they're bringing in some new indie folk, Darren.
0: No, they definitely, definitely are. We, uh, I know that I speak for you, Perry. When I say the whole Refn show is super excited to announce the Impact Wrestling debut of a friend of the show, the undead bride, Sue Young.
1: Yay!
0: Sue Young making her Impact Wrestling debut. Very excited that Sue will be featured on their programming. Very excited to see her. I (laughs) hope we can figure out a way to watch Impact in 2018. (laughs) I really, really want to. I'm now more than ever because I want to see Sue Young on my TV and be like, hey, look, friend of the show, Sue Young, there she be.
1: Right. We always wish our friends of the show well, of course. Uh, Su-young, especially. She's a very, very lovely person. And, uh, yeah, all the best. I mean, she's still holding on to that Fest Wrestling Championship as well. So the cool thing about Impact is you, you can work for Impact, but still work for the independent scene as well. Uh, so that's very cool that we'll still see her in action. Uh, we'll actually see her in action in February, but more on that a bit later. Uh, so, yeah, Su-young, hopefully uh, uh, just the beginning of Su-young's Pro quote unquote pro wrestling uh career now that she is in impact wrestling and hopefully she wins some gold. And uh who knows, maybe mixed return to the WWE side of business. Uh we shall we shall see. Time will tell. But uh she's not alone. another person who we've also seen in action actually at Fest Wrestling almost exactly a year ago. Uh yeah. big man by the name of Brian Cage.
0: Brian Cage, who just one year ago was one half of Team Twins tagging with Sammy Callahan to win the Love Cup at Fest Wrestling's Love is a Battlefield. But now Brian Cage, sporting the singlet and all of his enormous, ridiculous muscles and his mohawk, he comes to Impact, making his Impact Wrestling debut as well.
1: Yeah, big man Brian Cage, not a surprise that he was signed. I mean, he's he's a huge guy, uh, mass-wise, super, super muscly dude. Um, also very agile. Uh, he surprised me a lot when I saw him in action, uh, for sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, the, the future's so bright, they got to wear shades, old Sue Young and Brian Cage. Um, so it's good thing some people are jumping on board, because some people are jumping ship. Uh, quite a few departures in Impact Wrestling.
0: Yeah, some of the physically largest individuals left on the roster there in Impact are leaving. I guess that's why they bring in Brian Cage trying to literally beef up the roster again. (laughs) Chris Masters, as he was known in WWE, has been going by Chris Adonis in Impact. Chris Masters, or Chris Adonis, leaving Impact. He has left Impact. Will he go to WWE? It seems very likely,
1: probably because they Facebook. If you follow WWE on Facebook, they do lots of remember this. Hey, remember this, and sometimes it's very obscure, and and you, you notice that these people kind of show up all of a sudden, like in the coming weeks. So they did one in Chris Masters recently, like hey, remember this, you know. So <laughs> I, he he might show up on Raw. He he, I, I doubt he'd be at the 25th anniversary Raw. Because why I squeeze him into it? But potentially rumble participant. I mean, we'll we'll see.
0: Yeah, I don't know. That would be uh, that would that would be apropos. I uh, I can see that happening. It would be a nice surprise. People are very familiar with him. Uh, WWE fans should remember Chris Masters and the Master Lock,
1: the Master Lock.
0: Well, um, another rumble rumor is EC three. Ethan Carter III, EC3 also leaving Impact behind, and there's rumors that he will appear in the Royal Rumble, but I don't know if EC3 is a good Rumble surprise, because I don't know that everybody in the WWE, or anybody in the WWE, would really remember Derek Bateman, which of course was EC3's name when he was in WWE. Now, Derek Bateman uh, had a very lengthy developmental career working for OVW and FCW, appearing on two different seasons of NXT. Back before NXT was a brand, back before NXT was developmental, back when NXT was a show, a show on sci fi, there was this weird blend of like, obstacle course slash wrestling slash behind the-scenes documentary slash reality show it was the worst possible idea for a wrestling program <laughs> but uh, uh, Derek Bateman was on two seasons of that so I but I, but I don't think people really remember him I was watching at that time and I don't really even remember him. Uh, EC3 comes on my radar when he becomes EC3, the on screen nephew of Dixie Carter. Right. uh, As a part of Dixie's entourage there in TNA. He's also uh, a
1: cyborg. uh, EC3, of course, the model uh, cyborg that he is. That's a cyborg's name, is the joke, Darren.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, sure. But. There's lots of stuff in play here for EC3. Does he join the Rumble? I think that's a poor idea. What else is possible? Well, Rockstar Spud, longtime associate on screen of EC3, signed with WWE a while back, but we have not seen him debut. He didn't pop up in NXT. He hasn't popped up on 205 Live, as we believe. So, are they now holding on to Rockstar Spud to pair him with EC3 in some capacity. Now, I think that might add to uh, the, the spectacle and the intrigue of an EC3 entry into the Rumble is if EC3 came out with Rockstar Spud at his side kind of doing a Jimmy Hart-type thing. And uh, that way, even if you don't know who they are, there's enough like hoopla... To, to draw you in. So, that's what I would do if I felt that we needed to shoehorn EC3 into this Rumble. Uh, I would definitely put Rockstar Spud with him, but who
1: knows? Who knows? Uh, well, hopefully it works out better for Rockstar Spud and EC3 than it did for uh, Mike Canales. Um But also the speculation because EC3 had to cancel Uh, Independent show he was booked for Which uh, actually coincides With the Rumble itself So more speculation of course Again I don't think he's a good Rumble surprise However the next person I think Would make a good Rumble surprise A lot of people recall former champion Bobby Lashley
0: That's right Bobby Lashley Big star in WWE Once upon a time Bobby Lashley involved in the infamous Donald Trump Vince McMahon uh, hair versus hair match which also included Umaga and Stone Cold Steve Austin and it was like, let's just put all of these things in a blender and see what happens oh, somebody is very few people are going to still be with the company in very short order and somebody's going to become the president
1: Yeah, <laughs> I
0: mean, what? but anyway, Bobby Lashley after he left WWE he had some varied success in mixed martial arts. And uh, he had a lot of good success uh, over in TNA, but now he has left the former TNA, now Impact Wrestling, uh, behind. And uh, apparently, legally, contractually, uh, Bobby Lashley will not be a possible surprise entry into the Rumble. Apparently, he has a no-compete clause that is just long enough to preclude the possibility of him showing up in the Royal Rumble. Nevertheless, apparently uh, WWE is, you know, has him in the crosshairs. They want him back. They want him on the programming. I personally think Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar needs to happen
1: right there's no reason to have it happen between now and and uh and wrestlemania there's no way to as you say shoehorn bobby lashley into that i I think a lot of these guys if they did bring them in there wouldn't be a whole lot for any of them to do because we are so close to wrestlemania and wrestlemania does tend to be the end of the season the season finale which as we all know is bullshit it just wants you it just makes you have to buy the next season basically so
0: Well, I think that uh, with both Chris Masters and Bobby Lashley, you're absolutely right, because they would totally have to be main roster people. EC3, unless they strangely think that we should all care about him immediately, I feel like EC3 is a better fit for NXT, um, and that's just if we have to accept him. Honestly, I'm so unfamiliar and uncaring about ec3 that like what i'm talking about is i'm basically just talking if like i'm running the show and somebody tells me hey you have to incorporate him but if i'm the person (laughs) doing (laughs) the hiring and the firing
1: he's like someone's nephew put him put him in the wedding somewhere put him in the wedding right
0: right but if i'm the one who's hiring and firing I'm probably not bringing EC3 in at all. Oh, wait,
1: is he he Dixie Carter's nephew? No,
0: not really. Oh, okay. That's just just a
1: gimmick. But still, I had to reference that because I just said, I made the joke. Okay, go ahead.
0: But uh, as far as Bobby Lashley, uh, since he has this no-compete, there's going to be uh, an even longer time before we see him debut, and... Speculation has now begun uh, over whether WWE will be his new home or not. Apparently, New Japan Pro Wrestling has thrown their name into the debate. In JPW, out of Japan, they want Bobby Lashley. I think that would be extraordinary. I'd love to see Bobby Lashley versus Okada. What? That would be insane, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So something different.
0: Uh, wherever he ends up, I I think that he's probably about to become a very hot free agent.
1: Speaking of hot new things, Twitch, Twitch is about to become a reliable way, more or less, uh, to watch Impact Wrestling. Darren, now we talked about wrestling being put on Twitch quite a bit when Wrestle Circus. Said that they were gonna start promoting a show, putting a show out uh, viewable on Twitch, which is brilliant. And and we we speculated a lot and and talked a lot about how like that could revolutionize how independent wrestling is done because you have Twitch, which is you know a very cheap way to get your product out to the into the world. Uh, and I think every wrestling organization should take advantage of that. And uh Wrestle Circus was the only one that really kept doing it, and then no one else did, and now even Impact Wrestling knows that's a good way to get some viewers to your product.
0: I think that it is. I know we've I mean, obviously we both think that it is, and we've felt that way for quite a while. So I I mean good for Impact, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And they're they're a company that actually has you know, pay-per-view, they, they have uh, they have their product they put on television. I mean, it's on a channel that no one owns, but uh, it's out there, and even, th- even they are going to go ahead and use Twitch as a platform, and, and that's just so smart. And there are a lot of wrestling companies I want to shake and say, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing this?
0: <laughs> right. So, I mean, I think as we speak, I mean, by the time this airs, supposedly the, the channel has gone live. Impact on Twitch is live, dear listeners. Impact's channel uh, is going to be a 24-hour live stream and will feature exclusive programming every week. A constant stream, I imagine some of it will obviously be segmented off too for on-demand. You know, it's just the nature of Twitch. And uh, apparently the Twitch channel will feature exclusive content. So it won't just be replays of what happens on Pop.
1: That's good enough, though. That's good enough as far as people who don't own Pop.
0: Oh, I agree. As a matter of fact, I was about to say, I hope that they do show what's on Pop. Because if they don't show that, then we're still not seeing the bulk (laughs) of what Impact is producing. Or the skull. Yeah! wow. (laughs) Two episodes episodes in a row that mention the the Mighty Morphin Power. Oh, yeah,
1: you did mention them last time, didn't you? Oh, wow, yeah.
0: I said Michael Elgin looked like uh, Taz ate the Red Ranger.
1: (laughs) We stand by that here on the whole reference show.
0: You know, what else are we going to see here? Uh, What they're saying is we're going to see lifestyle programming. Uh, that features Impact Wrestling stars. Like well, I don't know, I don't know exactly what lifestyle programming is. Like apparently, like diets and workouts, cooking shows, relationship advice, maybe reality TV, travel. Like following them while they travel, like a travel log. Right. So that's kind of weird, right?
1: That's interesting. It's something. I mean, if you have a channel, you might as well use it to your to the fullest ability, right?
0: Well, I do agree with that. And one of the things that's really interesting is that they're also apparently going to be uh, showing a live audio wrestling, which is Jeremy Borash's uh, weekly video podcast. And so, I mean, other than, you know, you get out of my way, Jeremy Borash competition. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's... That's kind of neat. That that is sort of utilizing the platform for multimedia. Like that's a big deal, right?
1: Sure, absolutely. I mean, they're kind of using the network, the WWE network, as a as a you know a blueprint, and say we right. we can do all that in our Twitch channel. We can, uh, so yeah. Well,
0: exactly. So apparently, there's also going to be a couple other uh, exclusive shows. A show that stars Tyrus. Tyrus, people may remember Tyrus as Brodus Clay from WWE, uh, who initially was one of those NXT the, on sci-fi guys. Then he became a bodyguard for Alberto Del Rio. And then lastly, he was one of the poor unfortunate souls of which there have been many over the years that Vince McMahon goes, you! You be a dancing pimp! Do a, do a dancing pimp, gimmick." <laughs> yeah, okay. So that was Brodus Clay. He now goes by Tyrus. And when he's not on Fox News, he is wrestling for Impact Wrestling, and he will uh, be having his own show uh, on the Twitch uh, Impact Network. And Josh Matthews, who was uh, one of the competitors on the very first Tough Enough, who actually spent a lot of years as an interviewer and commentator for WWE before heading over to Impact, he will also have a show on this, this network. So we'll see. I, I, I'm excited. As a matter of fact, now that I realize that the, the, the channel went live either yesterday or today, uh, as soon as this podcast is, is, has uh, wrapped up, I'm going to turn, I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn Twitch on and see what I can see.
1: Well, let me know how that is. So the last episode, we reported that Candice Lorray has signed with NXT. She is now showing up at the Performance Center for duty. Uh, She's not alone. Some pretty big names are uh, showing up at WWE. They have officially signed, and WWE is all over this. They're talking about it on Facebook. Typically, when people sign, it's kind of of like a a hush-hush thing, like, you know, we got so-and-so. Not anymore, man. Uh, Some big news for War Machine, the tag team War Machine, the duo of Raymond Rowe and Hanson, who we just talked about. They were at uh, Wrestle Kingdom 12. Um, And now they're officially signed with WWE, which, again, would be cool for Raymond Rowe, who gets to see his girlfriend or fiancé or however they're involved, uh, Sarah Logan.
0: Yeah, and and, and they're not alone. And like you said, WWE, not hesitating to advertise this. There's already the uh, class photo, if you will. Every time they sign people to the performance center, they take, like, a class photo. They strip them down. They put them in that gray uh, Performance Center T-shirt. They line them up, and they have them cheese out uh, right there in the middle of the Performance Center. And they say, hey, look, it's you. Here's your class. You know, Welcome to the X-Men. Hope you survived the experience. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that fourth person there with Candice LeRae and War Machine? None other than Prince Puma himself, Ricochet. Wow! He finally signed. Lucha Underground has loosened the reins. They have let him loose. They've let the traveling pants travel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, to all those things. Uh, super surprised to see Ricochet had signed with WWE. Obviously, you know the the guy is very very talented. I think most people would agree he's one of the most talented people on the indies. Uh, It was only a matter of time before he got scooped up by WWE. Um, I know for a long time we reported that he was kind of contractually obligated to stick around um, uh, Lucha Underground because they taped their show so far in advance. um, So he had to kind of wait around for all that to happen. And I guess he served his time and and he's he's, uh, free to sign with WWE because uh, front and center.
0: Right. Like I said, they let loose the... The traveling pants.
1: They, exactly. That's exactly uh, what everyone was thinking. You took the words hey, out did of... You
0: hear, did you hear what Chuck Taylor had to say about Ricochet?
1: No, what'd he say?
0: Oh, friend of the show, sexy Chucky e. T, the Kentucky gentleman, Chuck Taylor, who was on the whole reference show live from the Fest 16 in Gainesville, Florida, back in October, Chuck Taylor apparently said, uh, regarding Ricochet have fun on 205
1: live. Yes! <laughs> yes. He's so right though. That is so <laughs> accurate. Uh Future 205 live champ uh Ricochet. And and that's that's the thing. As as excited as I am for these people. Candice loray obviously super talented. War Machine, really really talented tag team. Uh Ricochet just off, off the charts talented. Welcome to the already way too overcrowded WWE where even the people who are there who are already super talented get nothing, because it it oh, that's the worst. Because I, I can well, be I can be excited about this, but at the same time I can't be because it's like no no it's 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 the same shit.
0: No, you're absolutely right. Here's the here's the upside. There is a silver lining here. Will we ever see Ricochet main event WrestleMania? Will we see like will he ever have that HBK? Uh, on the zip line coming from the ceiling moment. Will we get that out of Ricochet? Almost definitely not. As, as, as much as that sucks to say that. Almost definitely not. We, we probably will never see that. But, but, to me, just as good as seeing Prince Puma in Lucha Underground or seeing a Ricochet match from Corican Hall or seeing a Ricochet uh, on YouTube somewhere from a small indie show, the one thing you can almost guarantee we will see is likely we will get to see, whether it's me in Florida or you in California, uh, a good Ricochet house show match under the NXT banner, and or a pretty damn good spotlighted match in NXT, at like, let's say, a takeover. And my example there is, will we ever get to see a WrestleMania main event or even an intercontinental title program between Aleister Black and Adam Cole? Probably not. However, we will get to see what I can almost guarantee will be a badass, high-profile, under the spotlight with Beautiful WWE production, one-on-one grudge match between precisely those two individuals, Alistair Black and Adam Cole, baby, at TakeOver Philadelphia. So, you can uh, take some solace in that fact.
1: I do see what you're saying, but it doesn't mean that Ricochet is going to end up in NXT for a while and then do some cool things and then get put anywhere. The whole point of any of this, I mean, as, as much as we want to see these people... Do what they do best and wrestle these great matches. Basically, WWE experience seems to be no matter who you are, just show up, shut your mouth, do what you're told, and you get to get paid a lot of money, or you can go back out in the indies, and that's kind of what it seems like, right? And even and that is that is awful and that sucks, but there is again no no mistake in that WWE is the top of the mountain, and that's just what you do.
0: Uh, and and you're, you're right about that. That is what you do. There's nothing wrong with going there and, and getting to have that schedule, that camaraderie get taken care of uh, in terms of uh, your travel, your catering. You get, to, you, the, you get to be around the biggest company, the biggest stages, uh, and you get paid well. So, no, there's absolutely nothing wrong with signing that contract even if you don't ever get that moment. But here is yet another silver lining. For every mishandled uh, superstar, for every person that ends up leaving WWE uh, behind and heading back to the indies for one reason or another, I, I implore you to look at two individuals who are very, very different from one another, but neither one of them a few years ago would have been perceived as ever having a snowball's chance in hell, reaching the top of the mountain in WWE. And yet they've both been to the very top. And that's AJ Styles and Kevin Owens. And I want to point specifically at Kevin Owens and say, if Kevin Owens can be the man in WWE, which say what you will. Okay. He's not main eventing WrestleMania. He's not this. Is a, no, no, he was the universal champion. However, he got it. However, he kept it. Whatever it meant, I'm sorry if it's second fiddle to to Lesnar or to Goldberg or to Taker. Whatever, he had it. He was the top of the mountain. And if Kevin Owens can do it, hell, Ricochet can do it. Alistair Black can do it. Adam Cole can do it. Maybe they all do have that chance and what's wrong with signing with WWE and aiming for the stars
1: right no i, I agree with you i'm i'm playing devil's advocate here so yes if those are two very good examples and you know think about them then they got about the 20 other people that also could never achieve any of that uh, because it's too crowded at the top. Um, so, no, but you're right, and and we just got to wait and see what's going on there. Uh, speaking of someone who was formerly with another company, Impact Wrestling, uh, Bobby Roode, uh, finally getting some gold in the WWE. Bobby Roode actually won the SmackDown Live US title in their US title tournament, defeating Gender Mahal, who was just coming off of his reign as uh, the WWE world champion. Um, very surprising that... I'm, I'm very surprised that, A, Bobby Roode beat Mojo Rawley, who they seem to be pushing to the stars all of a sudden, and, B, he beat Jinder Mahal, uh, something some people were capable of doing for a very long time. Um, but, yeah, Bobby Roode wins a U.S. title in this tournament, which, you know, he could have just won the triple threat match that he was in for the U.S. title instead of Dolph Ziggler winning the title and just throwing the title away immediately and no one really knowing what that meant. and But yeah, sure. What
0: does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> what happened? Do we ever get any on-screen or off-screen explanation for that?
1: No, Ziggler just kind of leaves. Uh, I-, I don't know what's happening there.
0: What- Now they're talking about the fact that Bobby Roode's about to defend this title against Dolph Ziggler. What does, what happened? I need somebody to explain it to me. I don't know what's going on. And I'm very upset if it's not something very good or legitimate here, because it was confusing already. And if we're going to reinsert Ziggler into the scene, then I don't even know. I don't even know how to begin to reconcile this.
1: <laughs> you know who suffers the most out of all of this? We do? We the fans, but the U.S. title itself.
0: Oh, yeah, it does, yeah. yeah. It's a hot potato that it doesn't really... I don't know, man. Like, you looked at this tournament. Like, they did a whole lot. They did a lot with Xavier Woods, like, building him up and having him really focus on this belt. And now, in the aftermath of it, nobody's going to remember that he was even in a tournament
1: for it. Right. It's like King of Save the Ring.
0: Mojo Rawley, yeah. just like you said. They're pushing Mojo, pushing Mojo, pushing Mojo. He goes out in the semifinals? Like, he was my favorite to win it. And then, nope, you don't even get to fight for it. You lose.
1: Well, he was my favorite to lose it. Um, so yeah, I don't know what the deal with Bobby Roode, uh, what in the U.S. belt, I'm for it, and it's, it was my prediction at, uh, the last, uh, pay-per-view slash, uh, network exclusive, uh, when he, when he fought, uh, Baron Corbin, who at the time was the U.S. champion, and Dolph Ziggler in a triple threat match, Dolph Ziggler won it and uh, uh, immediately uh, relinquished it, and Bobby Roode could have just won it in the triple threat match, and it would have been fine. So, again, don't know what that deal is. Maybe it'll, it'll make sense in the end, but unlikely. They'll probably just move on like it was like, what are you talking about? That didn't that didn't happen.
0: Yeah, well, I kind of wish it didn't happen, but what can you do?
1: Well, speaking of wishing things didn't happen, pretty sure Jay Uso wished that this didn't happen. Uh he was uh pulled over for DUI. Old Jay Uso, one half of the Usos. So uh Uso Penitentiary. He might no, actually that's, he might, a real thing. Uh, that's a real thing. Uh. <laughs> yeah, Jay
0: Uso, real name Joshua Fatu. His real name is Jay Uso, Darren. Yeah. He is of course the uh the brother of Jonathan Fatu. They are twins. They're the twin sons of Rikishi. Uh, who is a former WWE superstar, WWE Hall of Famer. And uh, so, so sorry, so sorry for Jay Uso, but, you know, don't drink and drive. And if you do, don't get caught, and don't get caught in Hidalgo, Texas. <laughs> they, they'll lock you up, and they'll uh, pretty quickly, they'll tweet out your mugshot.
1: Yeah, that was nice of him. He could have traded uh, seats with uh, with uh, Jimmy Uso and said, "Nah, nah, Uso. he was driving Uso. He could have pulled out the tag team wrestling uh, twin switcheroo. It would have been great.
0: This, oh my God, it's twin magic! It's twin magic.
1: <laughs> Look at these Ooses. Uh, so yeah, obviously uh, DUI—that that's no good. Drunk driving is no fun. Uh, Jimmy Uso. Get yourself together, man. You you got uh, too much talent to do something something foolish like this.
0: Yeah, yeah. You and your brother, you got long careers ahead of you, and as long as you stay kind of cool like you are now, you got a lot of years and a lot of success. And who knows? One day you may reach the heights of your father and be a part
1: of that WWE Hall of Fame. Right. And speaking, whoa! Nice segue. Of uh, the Hall of Fame. You're welcome for that. You're welcome. WWE has announced their first inductee for the class of 2018: Goldberg. Goldberg.
0: Goldberg. That's right.
1: Goldberg. I think better than Goldberg yes. is Platinumberg, Darren. <laughs>
0: Uh, Goldberg is the first man announced as an inductee into this year's WWE Hall of Fame class of 2018. They've also said he is likely the headliner. So, not only is he the first to be announced, he's
1: the main event. I mean, it makes sense. I think they're running out of people to headline classes at this point um, because, I mean, a lot of people are already in it and uh a lot of people are actually still active in the company, so I mean Goldberg obviously is a is a is an easy choice typically though you get inducted and then you start doing stuff in the company, he reversed it to where he did stuff, and now he's being inducted so I mean he got his video game cover, so I guess he's he's doing he's doing a good job
0: yeah uh you're right about that another thing uh that uh, I like your point where you said they're running out of headliners. They they really are. They they messed up a few years ago by well they really mess up every year by having too many inductees. Period. But they had these <laughs> they had these few years where there were like super classes that were like oh my god like the fact that Hogan Piper Jimmy Hart Orndorf, and Okerlund all went in together. It's like what? No 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 no. Slow down. And I realized that they were really trying to get while the getting was good back then, but it's creating a problem now. It really is. Then you got to think about the fact that because of early deaths and early retirements, we've had people that went in, as far as I'm concerned, way too early. Not saying they don't deserve to be in. You mean Edge? Not. Right. I'm talking specifically about Eddie Guerrero, who died, and Edge, who had to retire early. Both of them probably Hall of Fame-worthy careers, but neither of them need to necessarily have been put in yet. You know, not especially when it took that long to get the Macho Man Randy Savage in, when it took that long to get Bruno freaking San Martino in, and when, as we talked about last year, you still don't have brilliant people like Bam Bam Bigelow in there, people that really, truly belong, who just still aren't there. Why are you going to have people like Edge, not only going in but headlining? Right. So, one thing I, I, I the the there is a, the the upside of that there are a few given headliners uh, left uh, for sure. I mean, obviously, The Rock, The Undertaker, and Kane. None of them are in the Hall of Fame. So that's, th- you know, I don't know if Vince McMahon or triple H necessarily think Kane needs to be a headliner, but he totally does. So to me, there's three whole years of headliners right there. And they definitely should not make the mistake. Uh, the only way I'll accept Kane not being a headliner is if they induct Kane, when they induct Taker, not together, but in the same class. Cause that'd be kind of neat. Right. Um, uh, I'd like to see that, but outside of that, I mean, who on the main roster or who on the roster, like on the active roster, if you will, who's, who's a definite, like, okay, Cena, obviously, Orton, obviously, but they're not retiring anytime soon. Those guys don't need to go into the hall of fame for like at least another 10, 12, 15 years,
1: 40 years. Yeah.
0: You know, but then you got people like Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman absolutely needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Is he a headliner? No, because he's not, you know, he's not this global in-ring icon. But Paul Heyman's a big
1: deal. I, 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 I actually, I challenge that. Because I, I, I think uh, WWE crowds really love Paul Heyman. And, you know, that's nothing <laughs> new. That's nothing new. Like, for the past, you know, few or more years... Paul Heyman has a recognizable face and, you know, I, I, either either you know because you just know about ECW, WCW days, you probably know now through osmosis that, you know, Paul Heyman references what he's done in wrestling so often, or like people talk about what he's done in wrestling so often commentary-wise, McMahon-wise, whatever. I think you kind of realize that Paul Heyman actually is a big deal. Um, so I, I, I think, I mean, that's I, w- I won't say he's got enough to to actually headline a class, but I mean it, that's a pretty big get for that year. Typically, though, it does seem like inductees like do nothing for the company anymore, you know, unless it's like Kurt Angle, who after he was inducted jumped in, or after Sting was inducted did some stuff. And there's still some talk that Sting might still have a match left in him. Um, so I don't I don't know what's going on there, but uh, so Goldberg we have Goldberg we have and. We're we're not gonna do a, a a top ten people who should be inducted uh, this year. I don't I don't think we need to. I think we we'll probably just reiterate our lists from last year. And lastly, uh, we got to talk about Fester Wrestling's next show, Love Is a Battlefield Two, uh, which is uh, coming up pretty quick. Uh, February 9th and tenth. It is a two night show. Uh, night one taking place in Saint Augustine, Florida, at the Saint Augustine Amphitheater. And Night 2 at Gainesville at 8 Seconds, the home of Fest Wrestling. Uh, tickets on sale at Ticketmaster, man. Check them out. Go to Fest Wrestling and uh, buy some tickets because uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Night 1, of course, throughout all of this, there's the Battle for the Love Cup. It is a tag team tournament. Uh, lots of really cool tag teams involved in that. But I'm really super excited to see uh, finally get to see Effie. Take on the Fest Wrestling Champion, Sue Young. Now, night one, the main event will be Effie, Team Effie, uh, which is Effie, Arya Blake, and Beastly taking on Team Sue, which is, of course, Sue Young, Serpentico, and Darby Allen. Uh, should be very cool. And uh, night two, you'll actually get to see Effie take on Sue for that Fest Wrestling Championship. And also, who will win the Love Cup? Last year it was, as you mentioned earlier, Twins, uh, the team of. Brian Cage and Sammy Callahan. Who will it be this time?
0: I don't know. So many unknowns. That's why I'm going to be there with bells on. So if you see somebody who's wearing bells, it's me. And uh, I'm there because I want to see who wins the Love Cup this time. And I want to see who will win the Battle of the Friends of the Show <laughs> who will win between Effie and Sue Young. Oh man I, I oh man I don't know who I, I don't know who to pull for I got I gotta pull for Effie though he was my number one wrestler of 2017 so but can he beat sue young? she seems indestructible there she really hasn't even come close to losing in over a year that that belt seems like it's it's locked up she's got it locked up.
1: But is she going to focus her attention more at Impact Wrestling and not really keep her eye on the prize at Fest Wrestling? That might be distraction enough for Effie to kind of sneak in there and uh, do what he does best. So looking forward to that. Again, buy tickets. We're going to talk more about Fest Wrestling the closer we get to uh, the event. And, of course, Royal Rumble is coming up. So we're talking a lot more about that. 25th anniversary episode of uh, Raw is next week. And uh, we're also going to be announcing... Who will be in our second annual Royal Rumble contest, folks? Again, get your entries in. Give us a Gmail. Contact us once again at the show at gmail.com. T H E W H O L E R E F N S H O W at gmail.com. Enter the Rumble or just say hello. Other ways to say hello: Hit us up on Twitter at RefnShowPodcast, Show Podcast, R-E-F-N-S-H-O-W-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Find us on Facebook, like and share, or
0: or check us out on Instagram at the whole Refn Show, T-H-E-W-H-O-L-E-R-E-F-N-S-H-O-W. We have a great time on Instagram, uh, so leave us some comments, like our pictures. You can find out all sorts of information, stay up to date on the Royal Rumble contest. It's upon us, dear listeners. It is upon us. It is truly Hopefully upon us. You have entered the contest so that you can win.
1: You can win an awesome prize yet to be announced. And uh that's it. That's all for us here at the Whole Ref and Show, which if you don't know by now, it is the only wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle. And uh, my name is Perry Smith. My name is Darren Beasley. And we're going to check you out next week, folks. See you then. Bye.